The Church Sound Podcast is brought to you by Invisible Media Training. If you want to empower your tech staff, we have courses that teach churches the technical tools for ministry. Hit them at InvisibleMediaTraining.com. It's time to empower and grow. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Part of the Repurpose Network. Where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson. What we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. And we're, we're still in the training mode today, you know, so I need you to, you know, take, um, pull out your pen and your pad and take copious notes, copious notes. You know, that's my college word for the day. Copious. I co- take your copious notes because we're about to go down the path of building a successful media team. Now, I know if you've heard this term many, many a day and many and many a times. He said, brother, you know, what else can I learn? You know, as long as you're alive, you have the opportunity to learn. And the moment you stop trying to learn, you might as well just shut the door and just go away because technology is constantly moving. Your brain is constantly moving. And if you're alive, that means you're aging. So I'm pretty sure if you're 35, you don't think like you were 10. I'm pretty sure if you were 25 and you appreciate you don't think like you're four. So therefore, there's always room to grow. And with growing in mind, I have a great guest. Gary, I'm going to screw his name up again. (laughs) Don't kill me. Gary Zandra. Zanstra. Gary Zanstra. Um, he's working church production and AV system integrated for over 35 years. He's also a great writer for many of the websites you probably read, churchproduction.com, websoundweb.com. This guy's been around the globe and back, I believe. Um, I've read several of his articles, and I'm pretty sure that you guys are really going to enjoy our conversation. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, Gary Zandra. <laughs> How are you, sir? Man, I am, you know, that famous phrase, I am better than I deserve, right? <laughs> you know, much better than I deserve. But uh, glad to be here with you, man. I'm so happy um, to have you here. We were talking offline and said you were, you just got in, you know, you just got back into the hot seat. So I really appreciate you making some time for us and um, and what you do. Um the funny thing is like I read a quote in one of your articles and it really, really, really stuck out to me. The quote says a talented technician without a vibrant walk with the Lord is only a technician. A technician with a vibrant walk with the Lord is a technical minister. Hmm. There is a big difference between the two. So my, my opening question is, was there a specific experience or that brought you to that conclusion? Yeah, you know, I, I wrote that boy years ago. Um, I'm, and thanks for going through the archives and, and picking out and some of know, my and, articles. And it, and, and it aged like fine wine. That, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. But yeah, you know, I think the, um, the, the and if I'm remembering back when I, when I was writing that, um, I was working with a local college and it was a Christian college and the guy there, a good friend of mine would send me over his texts. Um, and we, we paid them on a Sunday morning. So it was a great thing for them that they were able to earn a little bit of extra money and so forth. Um, and my anticipation was that, Oh, they're all coming from a Christian college, you know, their hearts are going to be on the right place, you know, all that. And, and for the most part, it, it really was. But there was one guy in particular that came through that was just smart as a whip, just super smart. I mean, technically, he could, you know, literally, at, you know, at that time, I was in my mid-30s and, you know, he was in college, so he was 20. And I'm like, man, this guy is incredibly smart, knows his stuff. And found out after 
had been with me about three months, it just wasn't a good fit. And it wasn't a good fit for, you know, a lot of reasons. Um, one was just interacting with folks and, you know, just the, the interpersonal skill, you know, things, that type of thing. The second thing that really hit me and really caused me to think about myself as well is just the arrogance that he walked with. I have this knowledge. I have all this. I know everything and I can do everything. And, you know, and, you know, I, I didn't, I haven't followed up with him. I'm sure he went on to have a successful career somewhere and, and all of that, but it just, it just didn't fit us. It didn't fit the vibe. Um, you know, I found that, you know, I, I refer to, to it as tech and talent a lot. And I know that gets controversial because definitely tech has a lot of talent as well, yes. but it's an easy way to describe musicians and, you know, tech I totally folks. agree. And um, I found that he just could not connect, you know, with the people on stage. So he was mixing a band. He was mixing a show. He was not creating an experience. He was not involved in that experience. So that's, you know, that's a long answer to that. But that, that's really where it came out when I'm like, you know, heart matters. Like, I'll give you this other uh, quote that I got from the first guy I worked with back this. So I go way back. I was a church technical director back in um, 1988 was my first first gig. And back then it was, you know, a minister of music. We didn't call them worship leaders. They're minister right, of music. Right, you know? right. <laughs> but the, the minister of music said to me, we were looking to hire somebody for our big Christmas production, you know, huge choir, huge orchestra. You know, at, at that time, I think we stretched and got almost 20 channels of wireless working, you know, back in the VHF Woo! days, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. But we were hiring somebody in and there was a guy that I, I liked and I go, man, he's really, he's a really good brother. And, you know, I like, like his heart. And the worship, uh, the minister of music said to me, he said, you know, I will take a well-qualified heathen over a good intention Christian <laughs> when you're trying to push buttons, you know? So there, there's a balance there, Prentice. Yeah. You know, there, there, yeah. there's a, you, you have to have both. You have to have the technical chops because you can't just be like, Hey man, I love Jesus. And so my mix is going to be great. That, that doesn't happen. Right. You got to have, you got to have the practice, the skill, you know, all that type of stuff. But on the same token, you can be super technical and if you don't have, you know, the right spirit or the right attitude, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure well, you, you already know you've already run to some real jerk engineers and I call them in just that. I remember I was at a church and the engineer was such an idiot that he wouldn't speak to people. I mean, just blatantly ignore you. So it was at a college and they brought me in to mix front of house for, it was at a college. It was at a college and they brought me in to mix front of house for an event that the church I was working at was doing at the college. So I arrived just what we're think what's on the stage, what's plugged in, what's what, what's the run, yep. you know, you know, any problems that you have in the house, you know, just, just the regular engineer stuff. The guy stood there and, and literally ignored me. Wow. When I say literally ignored me, I mean, I'm standing right next to him, talking to him like this closely. Cause I don't want people, everyone to hear our conversation. I'm cognizant of that, that, you know, you have to protect people from themselves. Sometimes, sometimes you got to protect sure. you from yourself. Yes. And so yep. I'm, I'm up on him. I'm close. Hey, hey, listen, how you doing? My name is Prentice, such and such. And he just glanced at me. I said, hey, listen, they brought me in the engineers. And, no, no, no. and it got totally ignored me. And this is a time when I had a really bad temper. I can't say, <laughs> no, I was coming. No, I was, I was far removed from my bad temper days, but it arrived. You know, what I'm <laughs> I, you know, I had you know, a, we, I had we a right, yeah. yeah. It was like that. That part wasn't totally crucified. Right. So I was gonna say it, we can crucify the sinful nature, but somehow it keeps getting man, off the cross. Man, it showed up, <laughs> and my good friend saw it, and he snatched me before I snatched this guy because I was so close to just putting him through the floor. 
And my friend grabbed me and it literally what happened was he didn't know that a good friend of the president of the college was in the choir. Wow. Yeah. So he didn't know. So my friend tells me, say, listen, hold on. We can remedy this real quick so we can get through this event, get through rehearsal and get through the event. And so the guy goes and this, and this guy was like 90 something sweetest, <laughs> sweetest guy. Yeah. But I saw a side of him. He called the president and then he called this guy and the guy's looking at his phone. His phone rings. He looks at his phone and I could see the look. His whole face just changed. And when I asked, the, <laughs> when I asked him, I asked the, the older, older gentleman later, I said, what did you say to him? He said, I asked him, did he want his job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he should, he, and you guys should work together and that you're a great guy. And it went on swimmingly, but you know, that the tension was in the air. So, yes, you know what I mean? So it's, it's all of those things rolled up into one. So, do you remember what was the first console you mixed on? Oh my goodness. Well, it was like a, the the XR12 from PV, the power wow. you know, mixer. That was that was that was way back. I, I was I was blessed because we had a uh, I think it was a Soundcraft 200 b at the church that went out in okay. 88, then I went on staff, you know, there. So I had had, had an old Soundcraft. Yeah. Those things they had a lot of good headroom. You know, it was not a was it was not a bad desk. It wasn't a bad desk, but it definitely had some headroom, man. I I I used to love that board. I think I used to, I think the first one I missed was the G four. I think it was the G four Soundcraft. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so so how would you define a media a media ministry? Like, what your, what would be your overall definition of a media ministry? Well. <sighs> And I, I'm going to take this from um, uh, an, another really good friend of mine who um, he was actually a, uh, you know, a, a minister music choir director. And he had, you know, a choir of uh, about 200 people. And this was, you know, probably right, right around the late 90s, early 2000s. And um, we were having this discussion, you know, about what does it mean to lead and to shepherd people? And he said to me, he says, Gary, you know, I have 200 people in my choir. That's bigger than most of the congregations, mm. you know, in, in America. And he said, my main role is to be their pastor and, you know, and, and to be their leader and to be their shepherd. And, um, you know, I think that in media teams, we need to, you know, particularly for technical directors, and I know this is really difficult because most technical directors are there because they love the gear, they love the equipment, they love that. But you know what? You got to love people more. That's true. You really, you just have to love people more. And you have to, you know, kind of step into that role of saying, I'm, I'm responsible for these people. In some ways, I'm more of a pastor to these people than pastor is. Because I'm with them a lot more than than pastors, and when pastors preach, and guess what, they're not getting much out of the message either because they're right doing their right. tech work. It's really like a small group in your church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it really is. You know the the the, the tech team, um, and I I like to refer to it kind of as the you know worship department or worship team because I don't like to divide between tech and talent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just I, I we're all part of you know one team. We're all trying to you know, uh, bring that experience about, you know, on a Sunday morning. And, um, so, you know, I want us to all, you know, you know, kind of be in unity. So, you know, part of, for me, what, what, for a number of years, you know, I, I, I told you before, as we were talking, I joke that, you know, I've been paid my entire adult life to go to church, <laughs> you know, and it's really, really, pretty true because I've always been in some technical role or, you know, I'm getting paid to do front of house or, you know, whatever. Um, but, um, you know, my role in all that, and I really, you know, came to this and it was probably, you know, like I said, right, right in the late nineties, early two thousands of being one with the worship leader. Um, I, I spent a lot of time getting to know, you know, the churches on staff at, we had two worship leaders because we, we did a 
kind of traditional service. And then we did a contemporary service. And uh, so I spent time, more time getting to know those guys and making sure that we were one and that they knew that I was there to support, you know, what they were doing. And I didn't have my own agenda or anything else going on behind the scenes that I wanted us to work together to deliver the best experience we could on a, on a Sunday morning. Did you know that 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package with the Tascam Mixcast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice at the tips of your fingers? The ease of use and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input all at the reach of your fingers. So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online and get yourself a Tascam Mixcast 4 because the goal is to reach more people with your message. Yeah, that's, you know, that's so true. Chemistry and building chemistry, building an understanding of the the music staff, if you will, because we're we're really all together. But as a as a defining definition, you know, it's very important to understand where everyone stands, one, and then two, when understand what everyone's role is, and inside of that have some commonality understanding that we're here for one reason. And the one reason is to bring souls to Christ. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You singing a note, me turning a knob, he pushing the fader, you playing the drums. You it's, we all play a part. We're all parts of the body. Yep. And we play a part on Sunday morning worship to usher people into worship and to get people to the cross. That's why we're here. And once we lose, if you lose sight of that, then all of a sudden now you have ego, you have your own definition of what worship should be because of you. And it's all me, me, me. And, you know, then all the contention starts and then the definitions of what is echo, what is delay, you know, what's reverb? (laughs) That's not reverb. You know, that's delayed. No, you don't know what you're talking about. That's a plate. What's a plate? I got plates at home. You know, it's just like, (laughs) it's just... The amazing the, comp- the the arguments that happen, but when you when you lose sight of the one thing, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, you know, I, you, I cannot say that more clearly than, than than you just said. If you if you know, as a team, you have a common goal, you can work through all of those things. But man, the minute you get away from that common goal, and you know, and also, I think you know, I think the big thing is just ego. You know, once you let your ego get in the way, it's, um, you know, whether that's somebody, you know, on the platform or somebody in the tech booth, that's, that's where it all begins. Right. Right. So I, you know, the thing with a lot of churches, what I found is, is not having enough volunteers. It's always, and I've run into churches, but they have too many, which is a, which is the best problem to have. But normally, like you're always needing, and 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 in the technical realm, like what's your recruitment process when it comes, you know, getting technical staff? Because it's different from getting an usher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I, I, you know, in the past few years, I've not been involved in actually being a technical director. I'm usually just you know, part of the team coming in to do front of house, you know, that type of stuff. But, you know, back, back in the days, so to speak, um, you know, it was, I was always interested in finding out about the person more than I was about their talents, Hmm. you know, or what they knew about tech, you know, and all that. Um, You know, one of the things that I uh, used to love to do was, it was just like, Hey man, let me take you to lunch. And then I would get them to pick me up for lunch. And then I would see what they had programmed into their car stereo oh. because that gave me a quick view of what type of music they listened to, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, 
some guys listening to death metal. I'm like, so you want to do front of house? So this is the stuff you listen to. Yeah, that's probably not, <laughs> you know, let, let, maybe we'll find a different area for you or whatever, but you know, and just, just to discover, you know, who they are. And that, that was one quick way that I'd find out about, Oh, okay, man. You know, I got in his car and you know, okay. There's, you know, and it didn't matter if he was listening to, you know, um, country or, you know, whatever else, um, you know, or rock and roll or whatever. It was just kind of seeing what he had program, you know, what, you know, back in that time, you only program five stations in or whatever, <laughs> 10 stations, you know, in your radio and it was a little local radio. So it was pretty easy to get a, a, a feel on, you know, what, 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 what the musical influences were, or if they're, you know, are, were they very narrow? Was every, you know, every station, a country station, or was there a mixture of stuff that was in there? Um, you know, um, I, I remember this, I was surprised the heck out of me. It was like a 20 year old kid and he had like, um, classical, um, hip hop was just starting at that point. I think we'd just kind of gotten a hip hop station. He had that in there. He had like some, you know, what I call classic rock, you know, or what, what we call classic rock. Now at that point, it was, it, wasn't, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was what was happening now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Defined it as classic rock, but it was, you know, all, all the stuff from the seventies uh, and eighties, you know? So anyway, I was surprised he had this broad, you know, and, and so finding somebody that loves music, you know, I, I think is important. So when I was recruiting, I was looking for somebody that, you know, that particularly if it was for, you know, audio, somebody that loved music. Um, the other thing that I used to like to do, this goes way back when we had the choir is the choir always rehearsed, uh, until eight 30 on a Wednesday night. And you had to pick your kids up from, you know, programming at eight o'clock on Wednesday night. So you usually didn't have a husband and wife team together in the choir. Cause somebody had to pick up the kids. So I'd find out, you know, somebody that was wanted to be in the choir cause they were mu musical or wanted to be in the orchestra. But because of that constraint, you know, they, they couldn't be in there. And I'm like, hey, man, come join the tech team. We'll get you involved. Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, you go get your kids. You check out. That's fine. You know? Right. Um, and so finding, you know, uh, musicians. I, I personally have found that it's a lot easier to, um, you know, train a musician, teach them the tech stuff, than it is to take something that's super technical and try to teach them the musical stuff. If that's again, it comes back to it. They don't somebody like I'm personally, I'm not that musical. I, I joke and say on a good day, I call myself a drummer. You know, I would say percussionist, but that implies talent. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> you know, I played drums back in high school, but I've always had a love for music, you know? And, and so I think, think, you know, and almost all the tech, what, whether you're doing, you know, pro presenter or you're doing lights or you're doing sound, you really, and even video, you got to have that feel to do the cuts and everything else. So a love for music is, you know, is, is super important, but as you know, we, we both know attitude is everything. You know, I, I had some guys, like I, I had a guy who had two hearing aids, um, you know, and, uh, stuff, but he would show up every week and set the stage. I'd give him a stage plot and we showed up and, Every week we showed up and every microphone was in place. Everything was patched, you know, every, every, everything was there. Um, Can't teach passion. You know, he, he, yeah. He had a great attitude. He wanted to serve and then to let him, you know, I would occasionally let him mix a little bit. Like he covered a lot of like weddings and funerals and things where, you know, it, the, having the two hearing aids wasn't, wasn't setting him back, you know, too far. Wow. Wow, you know the the funny thing is like when you I'm, you're, you're talking, and I remember <laughs> I was at a church, and you know, you people join ministries. The first thing they want, everyone want to mix. Yeah, like yeah. every everyone yeah. thinks that it's it's kind of like you know everyone you know you you get called into into ministry, and everyone want to be a pastor. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, yeah. But everyone wanted to mix. So I was at this church, and and they kept bringing people in and say, "Hey, you need you to train them to mix." I'm like, we don't even know if he can hear or not. Like, we don't know anything about this guy. But they kept bringing people and bringing people and bringing people. So what I did was I would send the guy, because the, the mix at the time when I was there, the, 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 the console was on in the balcony on the second floor. So I would send them under the balcony. They send them under the balcony. 
and I would turn the snare up real hot under the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I radio down to him, hey, everything sound good? If he told me yes, he was a stagehand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. 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 If yep. the guy told me, oh my God, that snare is so oh, okay. Attention to detail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can I can work with you because naturally you understand the placement of yes. a musical arrangement as what you're seeing on stage. If you're telling me, oh man, oh man, it sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I got that tambourine hot. You know, that 5K yep. is ringing. Like, you yep. mean to tell me you like that? Like, you can't hear that? Oh, it's shimmering. You know? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's just all about like qualifying people when when do you when when do you define how many people you really need like do you have a number when you when you were doing it so well part of that comes down just to the uh you know the thing we all love about you know the technical position and that's the administration you know <laughs> and figuring out and just doing the schedule you know and and looking at that and um you know i always had I one of the things that I didn't want to do, and I was very committed to to not doing, was not have somebody that rolls in and mixes once every ten weeks or oh, you, know, you know something like that. So I would keep my you know particularly again front of house. I would keep you know pretty much you know four to five people in that rotation, um, and just because I wanted them to get as much exposure and and at times depending on like you know depending on the time of the year that might mean a guy is on two or three times a month because everybody's on vacation or nobody's schedule works out. Right. You know, and I also made the habit of, I tried at least once a quarter to get behind the desk as well. Um, you know, part, part of that was just like, I, I wanted, wanted to keep my chops hot, you know, but, and that was easy to do. I probably ended up, you know, almost every month, maybe at least eight out of, you know, the 12 months in a year, just because of scheduling, right. you know, type of thing. So, right. you know, I, I let, you know, the, the kind of the schedule, you know, do the demand, but I always had people kind of coming up in the wings. I was huge and I'm still huge on bringing, bringing along the youth. You know, I, I still, you know, I'm well into my fifties now and I still have guys that I am kind of pouring into, you know, trying to mentor, trying to bring along. And now it's more, they're in their twenties and thirties and I'm trying to get them in careers, you know, get, you know, right. that, right. that type of stuff. But, but, you know, back when I was, you know, um, you know, doing the church tech thing a lot, um, I was always trying to bring, you know, the, the youth along. Um, and so, you know, just getting them in, you know, having them serve, having them, you know, you know, filling spots or just shadow people, you know, just right. Hey, Hang, hang out with the front of house guy today. Just, you know, just, just watch him, watch what he does, ask him questions, right. you know, and try to create that culture also, um, uh, that was open and, and, and sharing. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, keeping an eye open and cultivating is, is such a big part of turnover in mm -hmm. forward and forward uh, motion in, in a department, especially if you're, Especially, I would find this a lot when you have young kids or bring them on, they're teenagers, and you're like, okay, he's going to go to college. You know? Yep. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> yep. You know? Okay, uh, is he, does he want to do this? Does he want to go to school? You know, you would have those conversations with him because you know, you know, come August, you know, 12th grade, that kid's going to be gone. And yeah. if you depended on him a whole lot, you're going to be down one. So it's always good to have that that rotation going, even if you have them in other departments that you could fill them in or, or see what their interests are. That's a whole other thing. Like I, I, I love mentoring young dudes cause I always seem to, they always seem to surround my world. Like yeah. everywhere I turn, yep. They, yep. they surround my world. So then I figured out like, you know, okay, that's why you're here. It's a big reason why you're here because a lot of these guys don't have a positive male figure in their life or someone sure. they respect or someone they would actually listen to. Cause sometimes some, they may have a great dad, but they don't listen to him, you know, just because he told you, you know, it has nothing to do with the information has everything, that, who it came from. Yep. So that's a whole big thing. So 
outside looking in. So now that you you don't do the TD thing and you're inside of the bubble, if you will, what are the biggest changes or have you seen any changes over the years when it relates to, you know, a, a media department? Boy, that's that that, that that's a, a big question in that. Yeah, there's obviously, I mean, the, the, the technology obviously is totally different, but on you know, on the the um you know, and worship styles different, all that. But I would I would say, you know, people are still people, you know. And um I I think that, you know, team wise, um I don't think it's any different, you know, than it than it was before. I think you know, people that are called to serve that want to serve, um, you know, are going to be there and are going to be involved for the right reasons and cultivating them and cultivating, you know, as many of those people as you can, um, you know, is, is critical, you know, to the overall success. So, you know, on the human side of it, if you will, I've, I've really not seen much change on the stylistic and on the technology there's been monstrous changes. Right. Right. So, so when you, when you look at an engineer nowadays, especially in the, in the digital realm, um, as coming from the analog world, how's, has your, your training changed, if you will? Um, a, you know, a little bit, actually one, one of the things that I course really hard when I'm, when I'm training with somebody is, to really understand sound and what it is, you know, and I'll, you know, start out for me, I was actually, this is funny. I was actually on staff at a church as a technical guy and I didn't even know sound responded from 20 Hertz to 20,000 Hertz. You know, I just, I knew it sounded good because I kind of, but I'd be back and the EQ made no sense to me really. Uh. And I, I listened to, you know, a hero of mine, uh, Kurt Typley, who's been you know, in the, around the industry and, and he had done this uh, church sound boot camp, I think it was called. And I, I was in at a conference walking the beach in uh, Key Biscayne uh, down by Miami and had him describe like how sound respond, you know, and my, and how EQ worked and, you know, audio response from 20 Hertz to 20,000 Hertz, you know, pianos tuned to a 440. And I was like, Boom, man, my yeah. mind was blown. And also I'm like, wow, the EQ made sense. So, um, you know, the uh, key thing that I come back to is the fundamentals. So I, I, I'm always talking about this is how audio works. This is what it is. And another thing I really get on and really push is mic technique. And just, you know what, guys, when we set this up, we should not have to EQ a lot. You know, let's yeah. let's let's fix it at the source. Is you know, why is you know the lead guitar ripping my head off at 2K? Oh, well, we put the mic right in the center of the cone. Hey, let's pull the mic back, tip it off, point it a little bit off the cone, and oh, now I still get my big full sound. I get, mm -hmm. get everything that I'm looking for, but it's not you know not ripping my head off when he starts hitting you know some of. Uh, Eddie Van Halen solo stuff right. he's trying to do, right. you know, right. That's now competing with the lead vocal. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I really like to spend time. So, you know, your question about being, is it different, you know, now than, than it was, I mean, obviously there's the difference of, you know, a, a digital council and um, you know, the great things that, you know, it's added as far as being able to store scenes, all the processing we have available, you know, all of that, but I keep coming back to, this is what audio is. This is how audio works. Let's fix it at the source. Right. You know, right. Um, let's not try to fix it with our, you know, digital tools and so forth. Those, you know, 95%, I, I'd even say 98% of mixing is choosing the right mic, putting it in the right position and having good musicians, <laughs> you know, right. You know, you can't, I can't control the good musician right. thing all the time, but right. if I, you know, if I've got a guitar player, that's got great tone, man, I'm you saw, like, you saw, you saw half of my problems. Yeah. You know, Probably I don't, more. I don't any, you know, I don't need to do much with this. I just need to get my mic placed kind of there. Right. And you know, all that. Whereas if I've got somebody that's got, you know, terrible tone, then I, you know, I either got to figure out what to do and, you know, or more than likely go have a discussion. And just right. say, hey, 
we need, you know, we need to talk about this. You know, why, why are you using that tone? What is, you know, this is what it's doing to the overall mix, right. you know, and, and again, try, just try to educate, you know, that's, I think that's the, that's the key thing is, you know, just try to, you know, come alongside people, you know, rather than going up and going, your guitar is too loud and your tone is terrible. Right. You know, I'm going to be like, Hey man, what, tell, tell me what you're hearing. Why, why did you, you know, pick that out? Like, um, you know, something that he, that guitar player heard or wants that he's hearing. That he can't, um, he can't. I, I heard, he, I actually, he on, on your up. podcast, I was listening to uh, Doug Gould explain the bass player, you uh, know? Yeah. And you're just moving the cabinet back five feet. And the right. guy's like, whoa, yeah. in the world, you know? Think things like that, um, you know, that that's, that's get back to the fundamentals and teach the basics. Right, right, right. I totally agree. So within a ministry, especially a, a tech ministry, any ministry, there's always, you always look way to create leadership. Like how do you cultivate leadership within a ministry? Like, because it's, 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 it's a selection. That's one thing. And then it's, putting that thing in place and then seeing you know, like what's your, what, what's your idea on that? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I really, really like to do and really, and, I, and this is something that I learned as I got, got a little more seasoned in life, you know, basically got older and a little wiser was um, just getting the right people around and trusting those people, not trying to make decisions for them, not trying to, you know, say, this is the way it's going to be done, you know, that type of thing, but encouraging them to take ownership. Like, Hey man, this is, you know, this is your sound check. You know, you make the sound check happen. This is your Sunday morning. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll talk about the mix. Just like, um, you know, when I mix, I love when the other guys come back and dissect me, you know, I, right. Um, a c- couple of weeks ago, our, um, the church I volunteer at our uh, worship leader had the Sunday off. And so he sat back with me during rehearsal and then sat back with me there during, during Sunday morning. And it was fantastic. I mean, it was, it was dynamite, you know, just to have somebody with that level, you know, somebody to catch, you know, I could very clearly then catch his vision, you know, and catch, catch what he was going for. But also some of the stuff that he heard that I was like, I I didn't even notice that. I didn't, you know, that didn't, Mm -hmm. didn't even catch that, you know, uh, was, was, was really cool. So, you know, have people take ownership and then, um, you know, just help cultivate them into, into that because, you know, um, I think it was Joe Namath that said, you know, uh, forget what the whole quote was, but basically is if you have confidence, you can do amazing things. So if I can get, you know, a, a front of house guy to a level where he's confident, you know, and all that, I'm probably not going to have a lot of problems with his mix. Now, if it's ego, that's another issue, you know, right, but, right, if he's, right. but if he's confident and I've set him up and he knows what's going on, um, it'll, it'll probably be a good Sunday morning. Yeah. Cultivating leadership. First of all, leaders are, are people always say this quote, leaders are born, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they're, they're born, but, the, but, but, but they're, they're, de- they're, there's also development. They, yeah. There's, there's a lot of development. Yes. Right. So there's yes. development. So you, you have a person, you say, Oh, that he takes ownership. Um, I see that he's thinking inside and outside the box. I see that he's bringing people on. I see that people are now listening to him, him or her, or they're coming to them for insight. And yes. as the leader, of the department, when I see that, I always look for a place where I can put you so that you can thrive. Yes. Not so that I can put you in a place because I need, I need, I need a break. No, I'm going to put you somewhere (laughs) where you can thrive. I say, Oh, that is your natural gift. I'm going to put you this in this position so you can run like the wind. Yes. And you'll find out that you'll get more in you out of your department when you put people in the right position to lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, the, and, and like you said, let, let them run. I, I would tell my guys all the time, 
you know, if you feel you're on a leash at all, know it's a really, really long leash. <laughs> and, and if you get pulled, it's to protect all of us. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, se- senior leadership is going to, I had a guy once who uh, did set design for me and I gave him, you know, all kinds. And we, we got close to his final design for the set. And I said, Hey man, I got to pull the leash back just a little bit because this has to sit on stage during our, traditional service contemporary service is going to love it but we got to find you know you know that that blend and then right. we were we, you know we we're able to do it but man i let him go a long way he, you know down the down this you know the whole thing and uh so forth and because i i don't want to be you know you know keep people on tight leash or you know be yanking on their leash all the time yeah. you know let's let's you know I, I don't i don't want them to get in trouble and i don't want to get in trouble mm-hmm. but uh I also I don't want to hold anybody back. Yeah, I I I I concur. You know, the other side of what I found with putting people in the leadership is is burnout, mm-hmm. which is like I've 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 burnt out before. I'm pretty sure you've got here before. Amen, brother. Amen. And <laughs> those of you who don't not understand what burnout is, it's like you just want to quit. You just are fed up. I've I'm at my limit, and you can look in someone's eyes and tell where they're nearing that burnout. Yes. And then once 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 that person gets to this burnout and they leave, or to say I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna take a break. Nine nine times out of ten, you would not get that person back. So what is protecting them is 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 protecting someone from burnout like the biggest the biggest situation you have to deal with in, as a running the ministry um oh how do you rank I, it I, yeah i i don't know if, i don't know if it's the biggest but it's obviously the most dangerous because you think about when somebody gets you know i mean for me when i face burnout that that's why i left my the uh job i left the first technical director position i was at when the senior pastor came back and said gary anytime that the church doors are open you have to be at front of house because it's always great when you do it. And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm, I, you know, it was, it was shortly after. And, and, and I mean, there was other things we were doing five services on a Sunday that, that time too. And I mean, it was, you know, the ministry was going like crazy, but for me that when that kind of came down, that was kind of like the, okay, I, I, I can't, can't do, do this. this. I can't, you know, can't, can't see myself doing this. And so the scary thing, you know, like that is, yeah, then, you know, it's, it's too late. People are, you know, are, have moved on. And, and really we also have to think about, you know, somebody's, you know, spiritual well-being, right. And if we're pushing somebody to that limit and we're demanding that out of them, um, they're not in a spiritually good spot either. And so, you know, I, I, yeah, it's obviously a very, very, you know, important issue. I, I tried to, again uh do that and watch for that um by being in relationship you know with the people i i, I had a guy that I, I he was not happy but i had him take um you know three months off because his marriage was in trouble you know and i'm like look i love you i know you love this i know you love doing this i know this feeds into you but that's the rest of your life you know i mean right. you, you, right. you know you, that 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 needs to be right i said just step back for now just you know just step back it's just it, i mean it's for a season and it was it was difficult and he was not happy you know because that was kind of his, his outlet but i was like you have to you know step back and 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 you have to you know work on that area of your life this, this door is always open you know but but you, you know you need to step back um so you know i think again it comes down to you know, as, as with really almost everything we've been talking about, you know, just relationship, right. you know, and being connected with people and understanding where they're at and, and, you know, giving them latitude and not putting, you know, pressure on them, you know, not being like, well, you've got to be here, you know, have a big, <laughs> you know, have a big enough team, you know, like I, like I said, I'm, I'm mixing about once a month at the church, you know, that I'm, I'm volunteering at. So I'm actually not being paid to go to church at this time anymore, which, <laughs> but I tell you what, I am having the time of my life. I told the, uh, worship leader a couple of weeks ago when I came into mix, I go, 
man, I, you know, I wake up at seven o'clock on Sunday morning when I get to mix and I'm like, yes, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just excited to come in and show up and rehearse and mix and, 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 you know, and all of that. It's not like, oh man, I'm on this Sunday. I got to be up at seven. This right. stinks. You right. know, it's like, no oh, man, I get to serve, man. I get to go. I get right. to hang with these people. Right. This is, this is awesome. Right. And cultivating that and making that you know, as a, as a TD, it's making that I do this. I make it a point of my mission when I'm, when I'm dealing with people in my, on my team is that I want to make sure that you can't wait to get here and yeah. yes. creating that environment of, of excitement. You know what I mean? Environment of excitement. Cause like me personally, like I tell my, my wife, would, she knows like I'm up, I'm up cause I can't wait. You know, I can't, I can't wait to mix. I don't mix every yeah. Sunday now. So to me, now it's different for me. Now it's, now I'm organizing pieces, you yeah. know, you know, the, you know, the, the, the live stream to the pro presenter, the lighting guy, you know, the, the guy on the switcher, the, the, the camera, the camera crew, and, you know, all these things, all these things play, play a part in worship but I can't wait to get to get to my to my team, yes, to work with them because I can't wait to see them and say, "Hey, what's up? How you doing? How was your week?" And you know all that type of stuff. You build that, you know, over time, over over time. But you have to be intentional in building it, which kind of leads me to my last question, which is, if if you had to give advice to a pastor about the about a, building a media team, like what would you say to, to that person? Hmm. Well, that's, that, that's good. One yeah, I mean, I would say a lot of similar things of like invest in them, but let, let me camp a little bit on what you were saying there, you know, a minute ago about, you know, the, uh, um, you know, excitement and so forth. And, uh, you know, remember back when, you know, email used to put a little tagline under your name, you know, that type of thing yeah. for a long time I had underneath my name is, you know, Everybody wants to be on a winning team. Nobody wants to be on a whining team, uh. <laughs> you know? And uh, that was kind of my thing. Like, Hey guys, we're, we're going to be on a winning team. Uh, no, no whining, you know, we're going to own our mistakes. We mess up. We're going to own our mistakes. We're going to do all that, but, but we're going to be on a, on a winning team and that, and whining, you know, is, is, is not allowed. Right. So, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, go, going to pastor, I would say one is, um, probably most importantly, show the grace that you preach. Mm. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times, uh, the, the tech team doesn't get grace. Um, uh, you know, cause again, it's expected to be perfect. And you know what? We want it to be done right. We want everything that, you know, we do to honor the Lord and to be done right and done well, but we're, we're there's going to be stuff that happens. There's going to be mistakes, right? But, you know, as long as the, you know, again, as long as your tech guy is showing up and he's prepared and he's done all, all of his stuff. Right. Show grace, you know, when stuff happens, um, you know, I, I've had great experiences of when I've had some really horrible failures. I could tell you stories about where the pastor, you know, actually turned it into kind of a joke and, la you know, we, we had a great laugh about it, you know, type of thing. And I've had other times where I'm like, <laughs> I'm walking out of the booth right now. I'm done. You know? <laughs> so, you know, so show, yeah, show, show the grace that, that you preach, but also, and I think this is probably the critical thing that I would tell them, invest in your people. We're, we're not making coffee here. We're not being ushers. We're not parking lot attendants. I mean, we, you know, you, the average church on a Sunday morning is, pretty much a production crew that, yes. you know, like you, you go, you know, you like you hire, don't care how big or small the church is. It's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. So invest in your team. And yes, that means that send them to a conference. I mean, can you imagine how, you know, a team would get energized if, um, you know, they were sent, you know, to a conference that was all about tech, you know, and there's, a bunch of them that happen, you know, we could, you and I could list off probably four or five of them right away. Our friend Doug is at one almost every month, yeah. you know, or more, more than one every month. 
So invest in them and and send them, get them the training, get them the resources, get them the things that 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 you need because then they will have that confidence. And you know, when you have confidence, you can do amazing things. That's right. So, That's right. Well, Gary, I really, really appreciate you taking the time and to well, share. Thanks for having me, man. This is absolutely great. I appreciate you, appreciate your ministry, and appreciate the opportunity. Uh, thank you, uh, and I and I and I really appreciate that. But before we get out of here, we have this thing called Thirty Seconds and Gone. These are oh, rapid. No. These are rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Ooh. All right. <laughs> you don't look so confident. <laughs> uh, my slow brain. It's it's late at night. I've been on the road all day, but I'll do I'll give you what I got. All right. Number one, what is your favorite console? Right now, the Midas HD ninety six, the heritage is brand new. I've had it out on the road showing people. It's awesome. Oh man. I I, I would love to take that thing for a spin. Number two. Are you a stick shift or automatic guy? I'm an automatic guy, but I can drive a stick. Okay. What is your go-to compressor, if you have one? Probably 1176. Okay. Good choice. What's the first thing you do in the morning after you pray? Because I have to add that because people are going to say, well, I pray. Yeah. You know, I gotta get I gotta get coffee or tea in me pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that that that's usually a go to is like start the coffee, start the hot water for the tea. All right, last question: What is your favorite sport? Boy, um, I'm loving the NFL. You know, I I I have this love hate relationship with 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 the NFL, but it's it's football season right now, and I'm in Cincinnati. So my uh, Bengals last uh, year, you yeah, know, yeah, that that, that uh, we went to a few games last year, and uh, I'm 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 liking it. Well, Gary, you survived. You survived uh, thirty seconds and gone. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I really, really, really uh, appreciate you joining the conversation. Hey, um. I just want to thank you, man. It was so many, so many gems you shared. Um, I'm pretty sure people can glean from the information and go to the show notes. There's a lot of information there. Make sure you do this too. I need you to do three things for me. Like, subscribe, review, leave a comment, um, share it with someone you think that we could use this pertinent information. Um, we're trying to make sure that your Sunday service is three words. Amazing. Mm. Every Sunday. Every Sunday's Christmas, every Sunday's Easter, every Sunday's Mother's Day. So it has to be excellent. And that's what you're shooting for. And that's what we're trying to provide the information for. I'd like to thank my good friend, Gary. And I'm going to say it like we always said, keep God first in everything you do. And I'll see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast. <laughs>